Recording. Recording. Okay, now recording. it's recording. I think we're recording, guys. I'm not sure. It says recording. Oh, it does say, yeah. Hey, guys, guess what? Chris is back. Guess who's Chris. back? Back again. <laughs> wow, that was, that was a beautiful intro. Yeah, what's it been like? Like a half a year? I don't know. It's been, it been? it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Well, uh, welcome to another episode of Screen on the Spot from home. We're still home um, with no end in sight, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but Chris is here. <laughs> long time no see. I know. I know. It's, it's been a minute. Chris, long this is a no podcast time. that we do. It's called Screen on the Spot. Um, yeah. We talk a lot about TV and movies. We do some movie news. We do... <laughs> Top fives. Um, there's some other stuff, but it's pretty fun. I that the uh, credibility has gone way up since I've been gone. <laughs> yes. The, Pre- the, credibility, maybe fun commenting. No. <laughs> the film has, has, you have reeled them back in, and then now they're going to slowly drop off. No. <laughs> There, I can't even remember what it was, but you tweeted something that definitely made me facepalm the other day. I can't remember oh, what it was. Yeah, uh, Gretchen told me that I tweet like a teenage girl. So, <laughs> it's so true. She, said, she goes, where was that? Because I, I posted uh, that I was watching the game on Criterion. And then I was like, people don't care about like a, a screenshot of my TV or a picture of my TV. And so I deleted it. And then I got a, a Facebook message from an old friend of mine who was asking about it he's like what was that movie and then i go why did i delete that gretchen she goes you tweet like a teenage girl she's like you're just like if nobody likes it you delete it i'm like yeah <laughs> is that what you do i i guess i've been doing that recently i've like, seen a couple of tweets get deleted and i was like oh he deleted that but i didn't assume it was because you didn't get any likes i just i thought you were embarrassed by it <laughs> i posted something yesterday about how i like got this like rash on my arms and I had realized that I had been using moisturizing body wash instead <laughs> of moisturizer. And so I have been living with soap on my arms for four days straight and I got a rash from it. And so I tweeted that out and I said, okay, no, no. I'm crying, that is hilarious. Uh, I love, oh, I love Chris, having we miss you. You really miss me. We yeah. really do, I really do. Yes. I do. <laughs> I know why you guys have been asking me to podcast recently. It's because you haven't had anybody to make fun of. That's no, why. we don't. It's it's all in good fun. We don't make fun of you out of hate sometimes, but most of the time it's 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 out of the pure love in our heart for you. <laughs> um, that is really funny. Uh, no, I think the tweet. I don't know if it was Nick Jonas. Maybe it was Nick Jonas. I can't. I mean, obviously. Oh yeah, probably. That does seem like a teenage girl thing. He was like so excited for Nick Jonas. <laughs> I think I, I don't know if I said R. Or yeah. <laughs> I don't think you did. I think that was that was my vocalization of the meme. I think you maybe put a meme that was like an exciting meme. Well, Nick Jonas is an actor too, guys. So right, you know. Jumanji. Yeah, that's true. I like Jumanji. He was in. Oh gosh, what is it called? I actually. Oh, it's called Goat. I think not the greatest of all time, but I think it was a uh, uh, fraternity indie film and huh. I really, so huh it's like um and i i know this is kind of like going into our movie news but harry Styles kind of becoming an actor too because like he's in all these really super serious movies now and he's not bad but well, started I, off as a boy bander i was really hesitant about him uh like i i kind of got into one direction <laughs> Uh, a while back. Oh no. Not like a super fan by any means, but uh, that was like when my wife and I first started dating, I think. And so she was like, oh, I like One Direction. So I was like, I don't know who this Harry Styles guy is. And then I started kind of liking him. He was cast in Dunkirk and he was good in it. Yes. Yeah, okay. He was fine. Yeah. Oh, I love podcasting from home. I miss our studio. I miss our setup yeah. and our our nice microphones. This is Fun. Anyways, uh, you guys watched the Golden Globes this last weekend? Yeah, of course. Yeah. What'd y'all think? It was okay. I thought it was fine. Um, uh, there, I mean, I had a few surprises. Their virtual thing was okay. I thought, like, they do a lot of the Zoom cutaways, and I just think it's kind of awkward. And I think part of that is, like, we do Zooms for work and that's how things are now that like, I guess it's like, I don't want Zooms in my, I don't want those in my award shows. 
<laughs> and their their reaction cutaways were usually awkward and I don't know like I that one of the things I like about the Golden Globes is that everybody's hanging out and drinking and stuff so yeah. it's sort of a bummer I thought it was cool that the like the audience they did have you know the first responders and stuff healthcare workers but yeah it was fine it could have been really bad from the get-go uh after the first after the first award oh for uh, Daniel Kaluuya I was like, oh no, I was like, this is gonna be really bad. So luckily they were able to uh, get back to him and, and, and yeah. Good but, um, yeah, I, you know, I thought Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did okay. I mean, I, I don't know what else you're gonna do. I mean, in this situation, it's it's an awkward situation um, anyways with COVID. And I, I thought they did okay with being in two locations. I was, I didn't know how that was gonna go. Honestly, I know this, this is like no one's fault by any means, but I was really, really bummed with the pre-show uh, stuff because I feel like one of the reasons I love award shows is to like pre-game and have a cocktail and look at what people are wearing and as they arrive and being interviewed I started watching E's coverage at I think like 4 30 or 5 and it was um, the same people the same exact like three people so it was um, uh, like Carrie Mulligan, Leslie Odom Jr. and uh, Laverne Cox and so it was two uh, interviews on Promising Young Woman and then Leslie Odom Jr. for the like first 30 minutes of NBC's pre-coverage. And then it started interviewing the, with a guy from Law and & Order and like a bunch of NBC show people. And I thought it was just, I'm assuming that the reason why it was like that was because people aren't forced to walk the red carpet, in, or carpet anymore and then to talk. So maybe they were still getting ready, but I was really bummed that I felt like there was basically zero coverage um, from the get-go. And that was probably my biggest frustration, which, what are you going to do? Call up Viola Davis and say, please get on the TV with can, us? Like, can you FaceTime us? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I get it. I, that's out of their control. But um, I mean, yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, I guess what we learned is that everyone needs to watch The Crown, apparently. I, I said that. I said that, like, <laughs> right before. I was like, people love The Crown. You cannot vote against The Crown because... Now that I started watching it, I get that. I didn't get it before, but now that I've seen, you know, parts of the, sh I'm on season three, but the first two seasons were really good. Um, and I really liked the show. So I can see why, you know, it won wins all the awards that it does. Um, but yeah, you can't vote against that. Like it's, it's going to win. Everything. It's going to win. Everything. I don't know why I was so sold on Ozark. Uh, I picked Ozark across the board and I totally forgot. Well, duh. But uh, I don't think that was a bad like you were saying oh that was dumb but like that wasn't dumb like that's not sometimes it's a sneaker and it just wins things that you weren't expecting so and it's a good show because so. i don't know if jason bateman has won for actor i know he won no. for director yeah uh, but then i don't know if he's ever won for actor so i, I i'm convinced uh like i told you guys i think next year will be ozark's year um being its final season. I think, I mean, I feel like the last couple seasons I haven't been as interested in. I feel like the show's going downhill is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, either it'll continue that way or the last season will be really, really good. But I I don't think it was been as good as it was the first season. So I've lost a little bit of interest in that show. I, I haven't seen it. But... You haven't watched any of it? No, but I know that like Julia Garner's gotten so much praise and between that and her movie, The Assistant that came out She's last really year. She's really good in it. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I predicted her to win her. I don't remember who she was against. I think maybe that was with Jillian Anderson and um, Helena, Helena Bonham Carter from The Crown. But I was like, yeah, you know, she was in The Assistant and had all kinds of awards buzz before. Maybe they'll give her this. I think sometimes I think too much when I'm making my predictions. I do too. Yeah. I think the uh, uh, the only one I, I got right that may have surprised people, which I think Justin, you may have picked uh, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, right? I did, yeah. That was the only one that I was like, okay, cool. I got like one that was a little <laughs> a surprise. Uh, but I was I was convinced uh, anybody in that category could have taken it for sure. Yeah, I thought for sure they'd give it to Eugene just because like Shit's Creek was cleaning up at the Emmys and it was the last season and I, Ted Lasso is going to probably win for the next three, four years if they keep renewing it and it keeps doing well. So I was like, oh, Jay Jason's going to have his time to shine. Give it to Eugene. Yeah. But I did love Ted Lasso. It was a 
great, yeah. great show. It is great. So just heartwarming and feel good. And it was funny. I laughed out loud a yeah. lot during that yeah. show. So same. Very pleased with that. I was worried about uh, Gretchen watching it with me because she does not like soccer at all. She doesn't understand. Soccer. Oh, I don't either. Uh, it was it was pleasantly surprising. Yeah, that's fine because Ted Lasso didn't didn't either. Right. <laughs> he yeah. was having to get things explained to him uh, as it went. Also, so it was fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like a knowledge of soccer is at all needed for that because yeah. I don't care about soccer very much, and <laughs> I thought it was a good show. Um, any any other surprising things that came out? What about movies? Um, Nomadland won the best drama. Borat yeah. won the best comedy. Um, yeah, I don't think those were surprises. I was def I kind of I would love to have seen Palm Springs win best comedy. Me too. Um, but Borat was one of those things. They just they've campaigned so hard. So hard. Um, I did not love Borat. Oh, like, I loved it so much. <sighs> I just I, I like I really like the first one, but the yeah. second one I just felt like it was really cringy. I don't know. I uh I, I thought it got funnier as it went, and I don't remember if we've talked about it on here or not. But I remember when it started, the first like 20, 30 minutes, we had paused it for something, and I told Casey I was like, oh gosh, so I was like, I'm not really enjoying this very much. I'm kind of worried. But then I thought it got funnier as it as it went. Mm -hmm. But and I thought the actress Maria Bakalova, and I thought she was going to win to be honest. Um, but uh. I thought she was great. Yeah, I don't know. There was just, I, I don't think it was like laughing funny. I thought it was just, I don't know. Everything was just so hitting so real for me. And then mm. um, parts of it I felt with, with her were, I mean, and they were meant to be cringy, which is exactly yeah. what, um, what I, I felt was cringeworthy, so. Yeah, you know, I, I was sitting there uh, on a Friday night watching it uh, with a, a cocktail. And I was finding myself giggling uh, watching it, but then it, it, it's a weird mix of, for me, giggling funny and then just exposing just very, mm -hmm. uh, I guess, real people, but also very uh, full of cringeworthy moments. Like you said, yeah. like the John thing was very, like, very awkward. Um, yeah. I didn't want to yeah. watch it. I was like, ooh. And that, that's the reason why Gretchen doesn't watch that stuff is she hates cringeworthy, awkward moments. Yeah, I do too. Uh, definitely, I'm like, oh, but this is really funny, but not this. Like, don't yeah. watch it. I mean, it was, it was good for what it was, but I too was also really rooting for Palm Springs. I thought Palm Springs was just very clever, really well-made, funny, good acting. Like for me, that, that was like a great comedy. So yeah, um, I'm not surprised that Bora won by any means, but I, I was a little disappointed that it did. Sure. Is Palm yeah. out on Hulu? Yeah. Yeah. It came out in like April or May last oh, year. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then uh, I thought the one surprise I thought was the Andra Day winning the best actress yeah. for drama for United States versus Billy, Billy Holiday. I haven't seen that. Um, but she beat out a lot of people that I kind of expected to win. Um, yeah. And she also wasn't one, like people weren't really predicting her to win. I think it seemed like. Some people thought Carrie Mulligan might win. Mm -hmm. Some people thought Frances McDormand would take it. So it was like, it just seemed like Andre Day was not the one people expected. And sometimes the Golden Globes makes those weird, uh, I don't want to say weird choices, but they have like a surprise, but then it doesn't go anywhere. Like Taron Edgerton won last year for Best Actor in a Comedy, but wasn't nominated for an Oscar at all. And mm -hmm. Aaron Taylor Johnson won Best Supporting Actor a few years ago and then wasn't right. nominated. nominated. Yep. Um, but I but I have heard that Andre Day is really great in it. She's kind of the highlight of the movie. Mm -hmm. Kind of like it's. I keep hearing and reading that it's a very mediocre movie, but she's a standout. Yeah. So yeah, which, she heard, I, her which kind of reminds me a little bit of last year because Renee Zellweger won for Judy, and you know that movie didn't really go anywhere, right. but everybody loved her performance in it. So kind yeah. of the same thing, and also playing the same you know real person, singer, actress kind of thing. So yeah. Pretty similar sure. in that aspect. I think this changes anything uh, for movies such as, do you think No Man Land is still the one to beat at the Oscars? I mean, do you think that anybody's, like, I just assumed by looking at it that Frances McDormand was going to win, like, Best Actress. Mm -hmm. But now I don't really know, besides, I would imagine No Man Land is kind of a lock. Um, but who knows? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I know you guys have. Yeah, yeah, Justin and I will give a review here in a little bit. Um, 
I, I have no idea. Like going into this year, I was like, what are people even going to nominate? Nothing came out. But now I feel like, oh my gosh, there was so many things to choose from that, you know, could have a shot. So I'm, I'm yeah. very surprised and pleased that, you know, we still got a lot of good movies this year. Yeah. Though I didn't think that was going to be the case, you know, going into 20. Yeah. So <laughs> I think uh, Minari is the only other one that might uh, be able to edge out Nomadland, but it does just seem like that's where, like Nomadland is where it's where it's going. It seems like the, the front runner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm looking forward to? Uh, I want Sound of Metal to be nominated for Best Picture, Me which probably does. But then also, I'm like crossing my fingers on such a weird thing, but I'm hoping that an Invisible Man sneaks in somewhere in like some typical category. <laughs> that could be Best Picture. But people forget about that. I mean, it was released so long ago. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the last movie I saw in theaters until yeah. then I saw Freaky. And then we were like, nope, regretting that decision. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, I'm like, I, you know, it wouldn't be nominated for Best Picture, in my opinion. It was released later. But uh, I'm just hoping that it gets a little bit of love on just a different side. Maybe, maybe like special effects. I don't. I think I know they sent out like short lists. I don't remember if special effects was on there, but. You know, there weren't a lot of special effects heavy movies that came out last year, so it seems like a category it could fall in. Yeah, we didn't have an Avengers movie, so... Yeah, no MCU movie. We did, we did have Wonder Woman, but, you know... Oh, oh that was a stinker. <laughs> <sighs> um, that's all I have on the Globes, unless you guys... Yeah, I think, like, Jodie Foster was a surprise, because oh, that's yeah. just not a movie that's been talked about very much, and... Uh, really happy that I finally knew how to pronounce that movie after they said it. What, oh, what was it? Ma, now I can't, oh, now I don't know. Either way, it was like, because uh, I think in a, we were talking about it and I thought Seyfried should, should win. And I all, but I also thought like, ah, but they'll probably give it to Glenn Close. Like she's just, she's that actress and she's, you know, quote unquote due. And it's not a very strong category. Um, so this was but, her best performance by actress in a supporting role in any mo- motion picture. Right. Yeah. Also, like I was listening because obviously I haven't seen the movie and barely know what it's about, which is unfair to the movie, of course. But I think like people were saying Jodie Foster is actually the lead of the movie and they don't know why they put her in supporting actress unless it was just as like, a well, maybe she'll get nominated here. Maybe she has a better chance. But yeah, I thought her winning that was kind of a surprise, but I like her. So it was fine. Yeah. I like Jodie Foster. I didn't feel strongly about any of those. I haven't seen Mank yet, and I thought Hillbilly Elegy was just okay. And Glenn Close was good in it, but the movie was, you know, not my favorite. Um, I I was shocked just from an outside perspective uh, by uh, Rosamund Pike winning. Uh, Oh, yeah. But I know that, Sarah, you just... I did, but that... You don't know, Sarah, you've seen it. Haven't I haven't, but it's it's it got a lot of really great reviews. People loved her in it. People loved Peter Dinklage in it. So I kind of knew about the buzz going in. That's why I voted for her. Yeah, it's a fun movie, and she's she is really good in it. Um, It's a lot like the Gone Girl character, right? Yeah, and uh, this was I'm stealing this from somebody else that I talked to about it. But if you think of it as a sequel to Gone Girl, it's kind of more fun that way and kind of makes things make more sense a little bit because you don't get a lot of like her motivation in I Care a Lot, and that's a big uh, weak point of the movie. But um, but yeah, it's kind of fun. She it's a, it's a it's a kind of a similar character. Mm-hmm. We we clearly in our household we didn't know a ton about the Golden Globes as much as you guys going into it because uh, Rosamund Pike, I remember her expression. She, she seemed like very like blah and like didn't want to be there. And all of a sudden she won. And then when she said, it looks like I care a lot. And I knew that that was the title of the movie, but then <laughs> Gretchen goes, yeah, she really didn't. I go, no, that was the name of the, the movie. That, yeah. That was nominated or whatever. It's like, she was just trying to be funny, but she just had this like face, like, I don't want to be here. Um, but I mean, I guess that's, you know. Well, I can't imagine that was fun for anybody on their end. They're all just sitting at the computer for two and a half, three hours. Like there's no way that's fun. And again, like usual, they get to sit at a table with people and hang out and and stuff. And and then this one, they're just, some of them are sitting there alone for that long amount of time. It can't be fun. Right. Yeah, I'm sure it was awkward. Um, And then they like stuck the 
nominees together in a Zoom room and recorded that during breaks and stuff, or right before breaks. Like, yeah, imagine hey. being in the group. I think it was like Jason Bateman and Bob Odenkirk and the guy from The Crown and Al Pacino. Yeah. Imagine just People sitting there out in a there. Zoom group with Al Pacino. Like, that's so weird. There were some that were, I think that one specifically, I think uh, Bob Odenkirk and Jason Bateman, I want to say they're friends or they know each other. And so I felt like they were talking and making conversation. But then, uh, so I kind of liked that first. Uh, but then there would be breaks where no one was saying anything and no one knew each other. And then you're like, what do you say? And then they have the audio up on the break. I'm like, okay, just go to break. Yeah. The technical aspect was another interesting thing, just the audio and nobody knew when they were on. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We'll see how I'm curious how they'll do the Oscars because I don't I can't imagine it's going to be a t hundreds of people in a room together, you know. Right. But hopefully, if they do it virtually, it'll be a little more put together. Well, Bob Odenkirk wasn't he in Arrested Development? So that's maybe how they know each oh, other. Uh, maybe I think he might have been. I think he had a cameo. Yeah. Like wasn't he like a lawyer? I don't know. Maybe and they've probably been nominated against each other before. They've probably just been at these things before. And yeah, he played a lawyer in Arrested Development. Yeah, because uh, I, I overheard in the other room when I had it on uh, Bob Odenkirk saying that uh, he knew him or they were close friends. And then yeah, was... they were in that show together. I'm sure they probably know each other from other things. I want to say he said he he got robbed again. Can we talk about that for a second? I'm so so mad. How has he not won for Better Call Saul? Well, he's up against the Crown. That's that awful. People? It's so it's such a travesty and an injustice, and it's really unfair. maybe the final that 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 seems like one of those things like the final season, like uh like a John Hamm for Mad Men or something. I'm just I'm mad about it. Yeah, but that's that's like a consolation prize. He's been doing amazing work for the last four years, and it's, that's how these award shows are. Though they never yeah. give it to the person, like they rarely give it to the person who deserves it. There's a lot of the whole like, well, they've they're due, you know. Yeah. But they like, didn't. They didn't know. do that with Shit's Creek this year. That's right. true. That's what true. The Office didn't Steve Carell. He never won, right? I think he won at some point. Yeah. I hope not. I hate The Office. Okay. I don't you hate, hate The Office? No, I don't hate it. I don't. Okay, I'm taking it back immediately. I don't hate <laughs> it. Um, I didn't really enjoy. Honestly, I'm on season nine right now. We're almost done with it, and um, I've liked those last two seasons more than I like the ones with the Steve Carell. Which is oh, really? the opposite view of what everybody has. On yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I just I found Steve Crow really off-putting, and I've been. Annoying. You know, my parents were always that way. They just don't like the buffoonery of it. Um, but and also, I've been kind of rewatching it a little bit. I'm in season three, and I I watch an episode off and on. There's a lot that doesn't hold up or that it hasn't aged well. Like he's been quoted in interviews before when people talk about revivals, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't think he could do that character now." And I think that might be part of it. And if you're new to it, it's probably harder to like, I don't know, accept his behavior or some of the jokes or whatever. I mean, like I get, I get that he was just an ignorant character, but like usually there's something likable about ignorant characters. Like they uh -huh. have some kind of comeuppance or, you know, realize that they're being ignorant and, you know, try to fix their behavior towards the end. That just never happened for that guy. Like he just was ignorant and everybody just dealt with it, which pisses me off. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't like this. Well, you know, so, I appreciated the, we don't have to go on a huge office tangent, this show that's been around for a decade, but, um, you know, I thought that they had moments where he was a little redeemable. Like he would kind of, whether it's like, oh, he has a moment where he's like, oh, he's actually really a good salesman and does this, or he actually does care about these people. Right. But I mean, yeah. I agree. That's it's it's stretching a, a thin thing. Yes, he he was redeemable in the fact that he loved the people around him and considered them family. But that's it. Yeah. Like he was still ignorant on everything else, so he wasn't yeah. redeemable in his most hated qualities. Which, like, well, I, don't know. I, I think uh, Parks and Rec is a show that's a lot better. I it's agree. like, um, you know, I think The Office is put on like a pedestal. Plus, like every time I rewatch it, I like Jim less and less, and he's supposed to be yeah. like. You know him, him and Pam. But he's and just a straight man. There's nothing great yeah. about. He's not funny. In season two and three, he, their relationship is fine. But once they get together, I really lose interest. In yeah. Them. We're all set with it. Anyways, okay. So moving on. Oscar nominations come out on the fifteenth, and then the telecast is on April twenty fifth. So we'll see. Wow. What, uh, see what comes of that in a couple weeks. 
Um, I'm going to be in Florida for the Oscars this year. What are you doing in Florida? Uh, it is uh, Gretchen's 30th birthday. Oh. So we're going to Florida. So uh, we'll, we'll hop on a Zoom call and make cheers or something because we won't be able to. I guess that's the difference is you guys always get mad at me for the Oscar party, but I guess we can't have it yet. Yeah, we won't have one this year. It's going to be sad. No, we said we're going to sit outside um, in chairs and look at the TV and jump through Justin's window. <laughs> That's right. Like, hello. <laughs> what if yeah. we did, we should, we should, if I wasn't in Florida, Sarah, we should plan that. We should just scare, scare Justin and just go to his house. I can show up be like, hey. <laughs> or just remember I have children. So if you're going to like try to scare people through windows. Yeah. I'm, just, sure, I'm sure your kids would say, who's that weird bearded man? Santa. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we have other movie news to talk about. Do you guys want to move on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a handsome man movie coming out. Is it about me? Yes. No, starring you and Justin and me. I'm Nobody's watching that movie. Yet. Um, starring like the three most attractive men in Hollywood all in one movie, which how is anybody gonna concentrate on what's going on there <laughs> obviously number one the number one you're talking about being billy bob thornton yeah billy bob uh billy bob and steve buscemi and <laughs> i don't know who's also notoriously on louis armstrong there you go there you or go. not louis armstrong louis anderson louis anderson, <laughs> louis anderson. <laughs> wow I just watched uh, Search Party, and he's in Search Party. Oh, nice. So that's why I was thinking of him. Um, but no, it's uh, actually uh, Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling, and Reggae Jean, Jean Page, um, who is in Bridgerton, and is kind of like the man of the moment right now. Um, but they're going to be in a movie called The Gray Man, which is a Russo Brothers movie. So that sounds fun. For Netflix. For Netflix. Yeah. It was like already sounding cool when they first announced it. It was like, it's Ryan Gosling as an assassin versus Chris Evans as an assassin. It's and then like, they okay, added the other guy. Yeah. That's too uh, much, too much attractiveness on one screen. Speaking of uh, assassins, but also, I'm sure you're going to talk about it, but it was a nice segue into what I'm most excited about, which is the <laughs> adventure film, Michael Fassbender. Do we already talk about Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. No, yeah, yeah. I just forgot about it. Go ahead. Talk about it. I forgot what it's called, but the, David Fincher is doing a, a movie with Michael Fassbender and then um, the writer of Seven. So there it's you called go. The Killer. The Killer. Yeah. Ooh, great yeah. title. I know, right? <laughs> Very original. <laughs> yeah, I think wow. uh, when that movie news came out, I'm like, well, Chris is going to fall out of his chair when he sees this. <laughs> Basically did. I'm just happy that Michael Fassbender is taking a break from his race car driving to do another movie. That's what he's been up to. I didn't know he was race car driving. Yeah, he's been doing race car driving this whole time. Is he still with um, Alicia Vikander, I wonder? Yeah, and I think they have a kid, maybe. I don't okay. know. Okay. Like, haven't seen her very much either. She's very talented. Uh, but so you, she's, in that, she's, she's in that A24 movie, The Green Knight, that was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. Got delayed. To this year. Um, and Justin, you watched Shame finally, so we have to. Talk I did about watch that Shame. Did I tell you that, Chris? You did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, you said that you liked his performance, correct? Yeah, he's really great, in it. and the movie's really good. It's just there's a lot of like, not that I'm approved by any means, but there are just moments where I'm like, okay, this is going on a while. This is really uncomfortable. <laughs> there's a lot of pee pee. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> Michael Fassbender's junk. Um, it was really funny. I mentioned to my wife that I watched it and she got, she wasn't really mad. She pretended to be upset because she knows what the movie is and she really likes Michael Fassbender. So she was like, I can't believe you watched this without me. And I'm like, you can watch it by yourself. That's fine. You can still watch it. I don't think she would like it actually. She would enjoy Michael Fassbender and that's about it. But um, it's a really, uh, slow burn and, and their relationship, uh, his relationship with his sister, Carrie Mulligan is very odd. Uh, yeah but i think it's a it's an interesting sort of like you know you're putting a lot of pieces together about maybe their childhood or upbringing or something you know but no it's good but yeah michael fassbender and a david fincher movie that's gonna be it's gotta be good 
I'm just assuming, I'm glad that you've been following Michael Fassbender that he's like alive and racing cars and not like, you know, uh, hung out or hanging out in a, uh, a snow cabin after that, the bomb of snowman. <laughs> I tried no, no, I, I heard this on another, it was another podcast. They mentioned it and I thought they were joking and I looked it up and yeah, there's pick, he got a whole profile in some magazine. He's, you know, racing cars and I guess he's pretty good. I, he, I think he's been doing that for a while because I remember I held on to this GQ forever and I threw it away recently, but uh, he was on the cover of GQ way back in the day and he was racing cars. There you go. Maybe that's what it was. Interesting. Well, we look forward to that come out. It is uh, based on a graphic novel, so um, I guess if you're really that interested and don't want to wait, you could go read the graphic novel, but that should be fun. Um, and then Party Down's coming back for fans yeah. of Party Down. Um, I've not seen it. I know a lot of people loved it and everybody's like, oh, you need to watch it because you would love it. I'm sure I would. Um, it's good. It's one of those like Arrested, well, before they brought Arrested Development back, one of those like shows that um, was only a couple seasons, but really, really great, like unjustly canceled. Right. Um, gained a following later. It's really good. Good great cast. Path. Adam Scott. Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan, yeah. Martin Starr, yeah, great, great Martin cast. Starr. I love Martin Starr. Yeah, he's Casey good. native Martin Starr. Or wait, yeah. he's not. Wait, his mom was from here. Is he from here? I think his I mom can't remember. I think so. I don't know. He but has a connection. We, we, we shall claim him. Um, so that's coming back uh, as a, as a Stars like series, I believe, right? They're yeah, just going to do, they're just going to do like a limited, I think, six part series yeah. yeah so that's pretty fun. that's okay uh, stars need something stars is probably the worst of the worst in terms of streaming services um and they have I used, really good movies well i was gonna say you know uh growing up that stars was it's always been hbo and then it was stars and then i uh got a trial of stars to watch panic room uh because i haven't seen that in a while and uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood was on stars and then i was like well i might as well try to utilize this for seven days and there was some good movies like philadelphia and some other like great classic movies uh like no series at all that yeah were and and so hopefully they can kind of bump up their game and hopefully this kind of helps because i just feel like they don't really have much like showtime has some good stuff but yeah. although cinemax uh, we haven't really heard about i don't even know what's on cinemax anymore I don't even think they're doing like TV shows. I don't think they are. But every time I try to use that app, it tells me to go somewhere else. So I don't even know what's <laughs> going on with that. They, they've got all the XXX stuff. So they're, yeah. they're not, I'm sure they're fine. Cinemax, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then here's another fun thing. Melissa McCarthy and Olivia, Octavia Spencer are coming out with an, a new movie. Justin and I both thought that it was a TV show, but it's a movie. And they're playing superheroes. That looks like a lot of fun. I forgot the name of it. Thunder Force. Thunder Force, yeah. So that'll be cool. Yeah, it looks it looks really fun. I remember hearing about it a long time ago, and I don't know if I even knew it was coming to Netflix though. But just I like this combination of Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Me too. Um, I like the idea of older superheroes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people you wouldn't expect to be. So a, that, yeah, that'll be out sometime this year. There's no release date April. yet, but. Um, oh, okay. I didn't see a release date on it. Cool. Um, also out now, coming to America on Amazon Prime. None of us have watched it yet. Uh, yeah. Getting mixed reviews. I plan on watching it ASAP because coming to America, the first one is one of my absolute favorite comedies of all time. Um, Plus just seeing Eddie Murphy back in his yeah i'm really so. looking forward to this i and i don't even care what people say if they're like disappointed and whatever oh, it's yeah. another coming to america like yeah it's more Eddie murphy it's more oh, Eddie i got murphy. roasted last night on social media by all of our co-workers for saying i've never seen coming to america you've never seen coming to america no we talked about this on our podcast before uh i don't think i've admitted that i i've been <gasps> Chris, well, that's a well-deserved roasting then. <laughs> classic comedy. I mean, I've seen a lot of Eddie Murphy's older stuff. But no, like, you haven't seen Coming to America. Although I haven't seen uh, Trading Places either. Oh, Trading Places is also. That's good. really funny. Um, 
yeah, training places is good too, but coming to America is just like, it's just, it's on another level. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's arguably. I still that. consistently quote that like weekly. And I have been for the last like whatever, I mean, 20 years. It's really sad that I haven't seen Coming to America, but I've seen Daddy Daycare and Norbit. So yeah, I that is sad. That is very sad. Watch Coming to America. It's it's. I'm not kidding. I quote I quote it all the time, and I I. It's just it never ceases to be in my my thoughts or vocabulary just because it's such a classic movie. You should watch that <clears throat> this weekend, and then and then go watch the second one. I will, and I re I'll report back. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna hold you to that. I'm gonna text you tomorrow. It'll be like, did you watch it yet? It's on Prime. The first one's on Prime also. Yep. Okay. It's available. One, two, three. Um WandaVision finale is tonight. Very excited. Very about that. Trying to avoid social media because I already saw it. there I don't under, I Twitter is silly because it does like WandaVision is trending with these things. And yeah. then on the with these things that ends yeah. up being the spoiler. Right. Um, Don't so I haven't gotten anything huge spoiled, but it's like, I'm just trying to avoid social media. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I was very doubtful about that show going into it. Just A, with the trailers and stuff. Like, I was like, I don't really know what they're doing with this show. Yeah. And then the first three episodes, same thing. I was like, I don't really know what they're doing with this show. This is all strange, but kind of cool. And now I love it. Now I think it's just incredibly smart and very well made and very surprising and mm -hmm. honestly i mean just the way that they're kind of dealing with heavier subjects like just grief and heartbreak uh -huh. and yeah trauma yeah it's totally. unexpected for um a marvel movie i mean i don't know if it's unexpected they do touch on that kind of stuff but yeah i love that i love that um something that could have been silly and you know superheroes like they really do handle you know the harder parts of life in a in an interesting and neat way so well yeah that and just letting a uh giving more time to a character who hasn't gotten a lot of time in these movies is really nice just like you know really diving deeper into wanda and elizabeth olsen is really good um in the show so yeah. that's been she's great yeah. it's been really good i uh i have to say too that I didn't know a lot about her character, Scarlet Witch, at all. And now I'm like learning like how important she is to the yeah. MCU and how powerful she is. Cause she, like, I mean, before it was always, you know, Tony, uh, Tony Stark or Iron Man and the whole, you know, the bigger people. So I love that she's kind of taking over as this like strong female who's super important as a character. Absolutely. A ner quick nerd tangent. She has some of the, my favorite uh, comic storylines like house of m is one of the more popular ones and that's one where she literally wipes out like she like literally changes the world with her abilities and like ends up at the end of it she's wanting to wipe out all mutants and she can like that's just how powerful she is wow um so it's yeah she's a fascinating character and she's always been kind of underrated and underutilized in the movies so i'm excited that like you know they're they're giving her her due yeah me too i've heard a lot about Wonder Vision. My uh, uh, guy, his name's Grant, that I took a lot of film classes with at, uh, at KU. He is uh, a camera guy uh, on Wonder Vision, and so oh. I his post and and whatnot. Um, and then I, but I, I'm glad that people are starting to talk about it in a positive way because at first I thought I recall a lot of people being like, "I'm so confused," and then I yeah. still on Twitter talking about they like post memes about uh like how i feel after watching one division and it's like an abrupt ending that and and so i haven't i don't have disney plus anymore but um i'm, I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it yeah and you've never yeah. really been in, super into the all the marvel stuff because i know you like them but um i like i like uh i i have an appreciation for superheroes altogether and i, <laughs> I love uh iron man really got me like like i love the first iron man and i love robert downey jr uh, so I think honestly, the reason why I liked a lot of the Avengers movies was because of him. Mm -hmm. So I know you guys follow everything else very closely. And I'm not yeah, we're on levels. Like Justin's like level top 80 tier. I'm like a, a medium 
leveler who I know things and I like, I really like all the movies. I've seen all the movies. I know a little bit extra about the movies. Um, so I'm like a medium plus fan, I guess. <laughs> and then there's you who's just like, man, I'll watch them occasionally. Yeah. If you guys, uh, if you guys never get the inside scoop on reality television. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm like here. That's also what I love about us. It's like, we all have our different yeah. levels of things. Like none of us are all on the same level about any one thing. Like poor Chris is up at the top. <laughs> Justin, you're the medium one and I'm down at the bottom, you know? So <laughs> it's fun. It's cute. We're cute yeah. people. We're super we're, cute. We're adorable. <laughs> all right, uh, real quick. There's a lot, of Marvel, a lot of Marvel content this year too. There's a ton. Yeah. Um, three, like right. three or four series. Falcon. And supposed to get movies. And Falcon and um, Winter Soldier's coming out next month, I think. Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, yeah. yeah. This month. Loki's coming out in June. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what it's after that, but movies, well, I think. The Black Widow movie is supposed to be in May. Yeah. Um, uh, Shang, Shang uh, oh crap, I just forgot. And the Ten Rings is in July, I think. Yeah, it's all The Eternals is in November. Mm-hmm. And then I think Hawkeye is supposed to premiere at the end of the, toward the end of the year. Yeah. But I don't know if they have a release date for that one. So much, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I always said, I don't know what I'm going to use Disney Plus for, but I like all those <laughs> shows, so I'm watching. Yeah. Um, real quick, we got to do a quick review of Nomad Land, And uh, I want to hear your thoughts on Minari after that, Justin. But we both watched Nomadland um, the last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- I watched it last Thursday or Friday. Yeah, and then it won the best picture, so we have to talk about it. Um, Justin, what are your thoughts on Nomadland? First yeah, of all, give us, a quick, it... give us a quick synopsis of what it's about in case people don't know. Uh, Nomadland is about a woman who kind of, uh, she's experienced loss, I guess, and so she decides to just live, you know, as a nomad. She's like, meets, I guess it's like a group of people who um, live this way, and she just kind of you know, becomes one of them essentially like living out of her van and traveling across the country and working temporary gigs to get by. And um, she's like living on the bare minimum. And it's, it's really, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. You know, I thought going into it, I was going to be blown away and I wasn't necessarily blown away, but um, it is a very moving movie, especially a couple of, a couple of like key scenes between her and other people who live in this nomad, you know, way. Um, really moving stuff and she's great yeah i agree with you um and i have to add that these are a very real group of people and some of the people that she interacts with um aren't actors they are real nomads that they met along the way and um or maybe didn't meet along the way but um reached out to for this movie because they're kind of popular in their nomad groups or whatever and um, they're fantastic. I mean, yeah. not being any actors at all, like they're just, I think that's what comes across in the movie is it's very real. Like parts of it, I, kind of, it, yeah. I felt like I was watching a documentary um, at some points and I feel like that yeah. was intentional. Like, I don't feel like they maybe scripted a lot of those scenes. I have the script, I should read it. But um, I feel like maybe they kind of just put Frances McDormand in these places and filmed it and those are her real interactions with some of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that for sure, but that's kind of the feeling that I got watching it. So um, yeah, it's very. It feels very authentic. Yeah, it just feels kind of like a documentary on nomads, but with a, a story behind it. Um, but yeah, there are these people who, for whatever reason, um, either they give up their homes or they don't have a home. Um, like for in in this movie, she her town like the the it's a company town the main company shuts down and everybody gets laid off so she doesn't really have anywhere to go um but yeah she takes seasonal gigs and just travels the country and works odds and end jobs and is really really pretty um i thought the music i thought the score was great i thought the acting was great again i i agree with you i wasn't totally blown away with it but um i was pleasantly surprised yeah how nice it was it's very slow moving Yes, yeah, it's just very pleasant. Very quiet, like a quiet film that you just yeah. kind of enjoy and, you know, not a lot of thinking involved with it. You just... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really dug it and I'm excited uh, for anything Chloe Zhao does now. She's doing well yes. in the Eternals, the MCU movie that comes right. out later in the year. She, just, yeah, but... she did The Writer, which got some critical acclaim two years ago, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. I, I was never interested in it, but now that... 
you know. Uh, my husband and, loved it. That was one of his tops of the year. So right. I never saw it, but I've heard really great things about it. And she mm-hmm. won, you know, she won best director. So she was the yeah. first woman to win a best picture um, as a director. So at the uh-huh. clubs, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really good and it's one of the, it's like it's not it may not be the movie that I would like to win but I'm perfectly content with it winning things mm-hmm. you know yeah like, and I, yeah I agree like I'm kind of with Chris like I sound of metal for me I haven't seen Minari yet but that that for me right now is the top of my list like I that's so far the best film that I've seen I love I love sound of metal yeah it's just so good yeah everything about it and I I even uh you know, from a story standpoint, from an acting standpoint, uh, but also, uh, I feel like that that could, in my opinion, clean up on some sound awards because I was uh, down in my basement and and uh, I have like a little surround sound system, and I had like a headache afterwards because of all the sounds coming in and it really makes you feel like it puts you in his perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought they did a beautiful job at um, just like the movie in general. I mean, it was just, it was, it was good. Uh, and, and I remember like the final scene, I was like, okay, this is just really neat. Um, but from a sound perspective, I, I just, yeah. it was crazy because I, I, I really did. I was so uh, into it that I felt like I was there, but yes, the, the sound was like overwhelming, but made you feel like that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, but I, I, I hope Riz gets some love and I'm sure he'll get nominated. Um, but have you guys seen, um, uh, what, what is it, uh, that Chadwick Boseman is in Marini's Black Well, Black. Rainey, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, we both saw it. Yeah, the movie's good, but he's phenomenal. He's like, just on another level. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, that, that it's my... like almost heartbreaking how good he is. Like, yeah. he just, yeah just the way he delivers some of those monologues, like you are emotional after seeing it, so. Yeah, he's, he's if he doesn't win, it's like a complete shock, you know? Um, but I do think Sound of Metal is kind of like the underrated movie going into it. Like, I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be included in, uh, in the Best Picture noms, but, you know, it's probably not gonna win, but I, yeah, that'd be great. I just, I, or would you go ahead, Sarah? I was just gonna say like and I don't even feel like Chadwick's win is like oh it's because like he's he's not here anymore like we're gonna give this to him like he if he if he was still alive he would hands down win that yeah oh he absolutely deserves it yeah yeah yeah. that's good I was like the only person who was like well I'm not gonna pick him at the Golden Globes because I have seen Sound of Metal and I just yeah and and if Chadwick wasn't in that category 100% that's Riz that should have gone to Riz but like he Chadwick is yeah, on another yeah. level. Just so good. Absolutely. Um, I really loved Minari, and that's really- and Tell us real quick what that one's about. Minari is about a, it's a, a Korean-American family who moves to an Arkansas farm, just kind of wanting to, he, it's the father like searching for his own American dream. He's just wanting to start a farm. Um, and it's, uh, and then of course, like there's a lot of challenges in doing that um, for them, not just being in the city, but just, wanting different things in the family so you know a lot of um conflicts in the family because of it and uh yeah it's a really really uh beautiful movie very move very moving very powerful and the performances from everybody i know Stephen Wynn is the one getting a lot of the buzz and could be uh, oscar nominated but the um actress who plays his wife and the actress who plays the grandmother are both really really good uh, will Patton from armageddon and remember the titans he's in it and he's great um it's uh this is the one that i would like to see win best picture but um but again if nomadland wins it it's not going to be like i'm going to be content with it but just minari is the one that i just you know felt the most um moved by um yeah it's really 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 good so you guys should say i had to rent it so it's one of the 20 dollar rentals and, but it's, I think it's playing at some theaters too. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was worth it. It was one of those things I put it on and was like, yeah, I'm not really in the mood, but I'm just going to do it because I got time. And then, yeah, was completely hooked into it. And yeah, great little kid performance in there too. Great little kid performance. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's I'm looking forward to it. It's got a lot of, a lot of great reviews. 
And I believe you. Thank you. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm excited, to, I'm excited for you guys to see it. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to add. Oh, uh, I'll just add because it's been a while. Um, let's see. So the Night Stalker on Netflix, it's been around for a little bit, uh, but that was extremely scary, uh, but good. Uh, I, I think it's only four parts, I want to say, documentary uh, about Richard Ramirez on Netflix. Hmm. Um, Murder on Middle Beach. I don't know if I mentioned that to you guys at all uh, on HBO. Uh, just stellar documentary about uh, this uh, kid who uh, I'm assuming it, I think it was his college project was to do a documentary and then he did it on his uh, mother who was murdered and then he makes it his like mission over these years to try to find uh, the truth about what happened to his mom um, and it's it's pretty wild um, and what's that and one called murder on middle beach um, and, and it's, uh, yeah, it like goes all the way up until I want to say like this past, like November, I want to say of like kind of updates. So, um, it, it's not like some old thing. It just, I think it started as one project and then developed into like, you know, now he, he, he's like goes undercover and is trying to find the truth about what happened. So, and like family secrets. And so we really, really enjoy that. We've been just watched that. I think it's, Four, four episodes as well. Uh, Framing Britney Spears on Hulu. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, and then I think that was really all. Oh, and then uh, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I'm going to try to this weekend or next weekend, but um, The Stylist, um, I want to say it's on Arrow, which I never heard of before, uh, but it was filmed here in Kansas City uh, about a uh, hairstylist who apparently uh, kills people uh, <laughs> in real life or in her mind. I'm not sure yet, um, but uh, it's supposed to be great. Like it's it's yeah. genuinely. There was a film festival it was at uh, last year or the year before, and like the writer of Sinister tweeted about it, praising it. Like it's it's supposed to be great, and yeah, filmed here in Kansas City, which is which is really cool. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to. I think there's a free trial when I looked it up of. Uh, uh, of arrow so yeah you're gonna be sleeping with one eye open then <laughs> i know it kind of hits a little too close to home uh, so, uh, i've uh i've been watching um uh, chewing gum it's michaela cole's show who oh, did yeah. i'm gonna destroy you mm-hmm. um which i assume is way different than i am i may destroy you which i haven't seen but chewing gum is really really funny it's like um she, it was a bbc show that she had a few years ago and i think it, it went to netflix at some point it's only it's only two seasons um, but it's on HBO Max right now, and we're almost done with it, and that's really good. Uh, my wife had seen it before, but by the time I got around to watching it, it had been taken off of Netflix. Um, so yeah, that's the one thing I wanted to give note to. Uh, cool. We finished Search Party finally. Um, I liked it. I would recommend it, except there were just parts that kind of got exhausting. Some storylines that you're just kind of like, ugh. But uh, overall, I thought it was kind of addictive like you wanted to find out what, what was going to happen so sure. it, was hard. it was hard to start stop watching it um cool but yeah i think you guys would like it i think you would all enjoy it and we haven't really started a new show um yeah we're kind of on the in-between shows i've been reading a lot so mm. oh um, the uh i just saw a trailer come out uh I posted about it on Facebook. Uh, Seaspiracy. Uh, it's coming out uh, at March uh, March 24th to Netflix. And it's their own uh, documentary feature about the um, uh, like the sea industry and like fish and like illegal fishing. Um, and so it looks very uh, close to, uh, if, I'm sure I've, you guys have heard me talk about the Cove back in 2009. Uh, which won the Academy Award for a documentary, but it's very much like that, where it's an undercover uh, documentary about this guy who's trying to uh, make a change uh, to the illegal food industry or li- illegal uh, fish industry. Fishing industry. Yeah. Oh, like sea seaspiracy with a S E A. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So you are very into documentaries lately, Christopher. You know, true crime documentaries is is kind of my thing, but um, 
mean, you know, to Sarah's point, not everything you watch is like 100% truth. Uh, and I think that we can all agree. I mean, on uh, uh, the Stephen Avery one, the uh, Making a Murderer. Yeah. That was a possible example of oh. the show makes it seem like he is 100% right. innocent, but then co-workers of ours that we talked to who actually, you know, worked there and, and covered, I think it was Wisconsin, they were like, I don't, I don't know what this is talking about. Yeah. We all thought that he was this. So is with documentaries, you have to take it watch. I actually, and I lied saying we haven't watched anything. We watched the Woody or the Pharaoh versus oh, Woody, yes. Woody versus Pharaoh, which a hundred percent is in line with what you were just saying. And like kind of how I've been feeling a lot about when I watch documentaries, like I, I know I kind of got into it with one of your friends about the free Britney doc, like saying like we don't know everything like we can't sit there and say like all these things about her because we know maybe 20 percent of the story um but this woody duck is is the same way like we only get one side of the story i'm not saying woody allen is innocent or a good person or any of that i'm just saying it's like we we're only hearing from the people that think he's guilty and none of the people that think he's innocent and you know, that, that can be very dangerous for people watching these things because they're going to form their opinions based on that one thing that they've seen and, you know, and then he's guilty. And it's like, well, I, I would really like to hear the other side of the story. I'm not saying I don't believe Dylan at all. Um, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to do a documentary, like, I would hope that you're trying to present both sides of the story. Mm -hmm. That was one that uh, I was trying to wait until I think is it's either episode three or four that's airing Sunday. So I was trying to wait for it to fully come out. Uh, yeah. I, I binge watch it because I hate waiting a week. I'm yes. Just, you know, um, uh, yeah, I'm just a big fan of like knowing all the facts. You know, that's yeah. I like to know the whole side of the story. I don't like just when I'm presented with something on a platter and then it's like this is what you need to know and then it kind of forms what you believe in it it's like i just i want to know the whole thing so i can kind of form my own opinion about it i blame uh uh different point but same uh documentary i blame uh alan versus uh pharaoh for the reason why i can't find rosemary's baby on criterion anymore. oh yeah no, that's because of Paramount, because Paramount Plus just launched. Yeah. Okay, and I'm pretty sure they pulled all of their... Now you have to get a new streaming streaming service. I know, because I was like, I, I watched Rosemary's Baby in college and, and loved it, and I, I wanted to own it on Criterion, but I also am very, like, I, I don't know that I can give, like, Rowan Polanski any of my money. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, I just, I don't know if I even want to watch any extras with him, but I do, I, I did really love that movie, and, and I just assumed it was because... Uh, of Mia Farrow and I was like oh well people now know about Rosemary's Baby because this documentary <laughs> mm -hmm. well I'll, I'll have to watch that Sarah um, yeah it's really I, I think it's really interesting you know I mean if anything you're learning a lot um, about what happened um, but again they're they do kind of put in a little bit of things that he wrote in his book in there like um, statements that some of the other side have met but um, yeah again like there's there's just probably so much information that we're not hearing or getting. And I mean, it's up to the viewer to do their own due diligence and research that thing, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who, who won't, who won't do that. And, you know, if you ever want someone really good to talk about documentaries with after you watch them, go to Sarah. Because yeah, I like to know things like court. Documents <laughs> and so I mean I definitely feel that way about the Britney doc it's like I feel so bad for her and um I'm sure there's just so much going on that we don't we're getting like a sliver of a bit of what's happening from people who aren't even in her circle it's just like random reporters so I, I don't think we should I don't think anybody should form an opinion based off of watching a documentary is what I will end up well, that was saying. It's funny how things change to uh, nowadays how uh, oh gosh what was his name uh, uh, Craig Ferguson how that I don't know if you guys saw like his clip has now kind of gone viral where uh, he refused to talk bad about Britney Spears uh, back in the day and any of his jokes because he was like this isn't fair she's yeah, a kid. Yeah it's not. And but, it, but it is from that standpoint, Sarah, that's probably the most interesting part I would think about the Britney documentary is is more so how uh, things were so different and how yeah. you would 
it kind of makes you sick like people asking Britney Spears about like oh are you a virgin and it's yeah. like yeah I mean it's just it's crazy to think how they treated uh, right a, a woman well uh, like all the celebrities like they were paparazzi was taking upskirt pictures of all of them and posting them online it's just like we know so much more not just about mental health now and how you treat people and um but yeah just like women in general in interviews like I just it's only been what like 10 years since all that stuff happened and I mean we we really did need to change our way of thinking and behavior and it's good that a lot of those things, you know, are like kind of changing. People are finally being held accountable. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of a depressing, you know, way to end the podcast, but um, I'm glad we chatted about it. <laughs> On a happier note, coming to America. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Watch it. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Chris, good to have you back. Um, we did miss you. Well, eh. I, I missed you a little bit. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.